Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in, everybody, to the Pro Football Show for this Tuesday, April 21st, as we are narrowing in, focusing in on the NFL draft as it starts, as you all know, on Thursday. Every conversation that I'm having with folks around the country is in trying to help and do as much radio appearances as my time will allow to fit in. This week, uh, the sense is that everybody is excited about having some semblance of sports, even if it's picking players. The draft is always a lot of fun, always brings about a lot of intrigue, a lot of excitement. Uh, And I think this year, even more so because people are starved for sports. There's no baseball, there's no NBA playoffs, there's no hockey playoffs. There's no golf going on, no, nothing. I mean, it's just it's been um, it's been a very very grim time in our country. Um, now, you know, in terms of what this is going to mean for the draft, we all know. Uh, I did spend time on a conference call today, uh, and things went well uh, on our mock draft call. And you know, the thing that I've really learned and comfort with, and I'm not having to deal with it so much, but. With my communication with folks, if if there's any delay in whatsoever from a communication standpoint, the league is going to allow for that. So I, I don't think it's as big a deal as possible. Maybe the flash and dash of the draft, which I'm not really into, uh, but I know a lot of people are, that's not going to be as nice as it normally is. But in terms of the procedural part of it, th- there are backups to the backups, so it's not that big of an issue is the way I see it. Uh, I want to remind you of a couple of things. We've got our draft boards completely done and up, of course. We've had that for quite some time. You can check out everything on the draft board, a real-looking NFL draft board with how players grade and stack up uh, in terms of round value uh, and where the quality is. So you want to be able to see that, what a true NFL draft board looks like. But you can also click and listen to the scouting reports, NFL draft room style, while you're looking at the draft board. So it gives you the best look at the draft, um, better than you've ever seen it, ever been exposed to. So we encourage you 
to take advantage of our scouting season offer. Become a member of LandryFootball.com, and um, we think it's a great opportunity to get you to get involved, get a feel for what this process is like. Uh, been there before as a veteran of over 30 drafts, running it for teams, doing consulting work for teams now. It gives you a real feel for what it is this process is. And it's not like it's portrayed by the media that really do not know anything about truly how to evaluate these players. And they don't have a, an understanding of who truly are the best players and who are the best fits. Uh, it's just conjecture and without real understanding of how to properly evaluate players. We give you that. We give you and bridge that gap so that you can have a better understanding of how this process works. So check it out at LandryFootball.com. For less than $5 a month, you can get access to the best football information, recruiting, college football, the draft, the NFL, you name it, from coaching to evaluations to schematics to player personnel. Nobody can do it better than we can with our experience level. So check it out today at LandryFootball.com. A reminder that this podcast is brought to you by our great friends at 401k Generation. If you got a business and wish to set up a, a 401k or you need to maybe roll over an IRA, whatever it is your needs are, they can answer your questions. They can help you get through some of those issues, make sure that you are doing the right thing. That's what we're here for and if you check them out today they can get you those questions answered as well as anything else that can make sure that you get a financial checkup that you're meeting your goals that's what you need to do that's what you want and it's all part of the learning process uh, about finances and making sure that you're on track to all of your goals so how do you do it you give them a call or you give them a text at 1-866-998-5879. That's 1-866-998-5879. You can also check them out on LandryFootball.com, con, uh, 401k Generation, learn more about them. They're licensed in all 50 states, so they can help you today regardless where you're listening to this podcast. And, of course, you can listen to this podcast. Go directly to your phone. This pro show as well as our college show daily on Landry Football's conference call. Sign up for Landry's Football conference call, and it'll go right to your phone. Make sure that you're checking this out every day. Uh, sign up, rate, review, and tell your friends about it. We really appreciate you uh, helping us do that, spreading the word about it. All right. So the meeting today went fine. Don't foresee any major issues as i've said before i've been around this stuff to where we didn't have the modern technology of internet of email of of anything like that uh, no cell phones everything will be fine won't be any difficult no there won't be if there's less trades it's because there's less trades not because it's difficulty in making trades Making trades are the same way they've done it before. It's not going to be an issue. Um, you're not going to have issues of guys being late getting in their picks because of, no, it's just it, it's not it's not what I think people are framing it to be or worried that it's going to be. It's just not that big of a deal. I think the biggest issue is the fact that it is is limited 
what you can do from a preparation standpoint. So to this point, hasn't been as productive uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the ability to evaluate players as thoroughly, the medical information. You haven't been able to do quite as much of that. So I think those things are a bit of a challenge and, you know, uh, make it a little bit complicated uh, going forward. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. There may be some hiccups, but it's not something they can't overcome. Hey, speaking of hiccups, speaking of problems, they got a real problem on their hands in Jacksonville. Yannick Ndakwe is, you know, tweeting up a storm and telling he's unhappy, telling his owners, you know, to trade him. And, you know, it's these type of things that are going to be interesting to see. Could a trade be made with a guy like this? Well, a couple of things. Uh, you're going to have to give a team permission, and I'm sure they will be willing to do that, to go ahead and negotiate a long-term deal. I don't think it's smart to do what the Rams did, and that's make a trade for a guy and not get a long-term deal. That was a result of a really dumb, inexperienced move by a, a general manager that's wet behind the ears and, and, and not really suited to make uh, prudent decisions and, and really screwed up that whole situation. Uh, it, it, you can get a deal done, but it's going to require some work. No question about it. going to require a lot of work. To get a deal done, because to get a long-term deal is the way you got to go before you can ultimately make that deal, in my opinion. Um, the Falcons apparently are clearly, I would say, are clearly trying to position themselves to move up. Um, I think there's assumption that maybe they'd move up for a defensive back, a corner. One of the better corners in this draft. We'll see. Um, you know, Desmond Trufant's not there. I mean, they've, they've got some real issues at corner. There's no question about it. We'll see what they do. Um, it's an awful lot to move up. Um, I don't know that they're one player away. I think that certainly getting a top corner would make some sense. But at what price? It's going to be real interesting to see what they do or if they indeed do it. The Buccaneers, and I don't know that anybody at this point is all that interested in making the move for Leonard Fournette. It's come out, and I guess speculated, the Bucks might lock a running back. This is not the type of back, buck, uh, back that the Bucks would like with this offense, uh, with Tom Brady. They want a little more versatile back. So I don't see that as a fit, and I think, quite frankly, with Leonard Fournette, you're dealing with a guy – that is not the hardest worker. Uh, it's not been a, a real good locker room guy. And I don't think you want to put money into this guy. And I think the reason why they're looking to move him is because they're not going to want to pay him after next year. Move him, get something of value right now before you, you get nothing from him um, next year. The third pick is where the draft starts, in my view. I think Joe Burrow's going one. I think Chase Young is going two. Pick three is interesting. Do the Lions keep it? Do they trade? Somebody want to trade up? Do they keep it? Let's just stay there for a second. Where do they go? Jeffrey Buddy's got them taking the Jeff Okuda from Ohio State. Not sure that's a certainty. Makes some sense. 
But it also makes a lot of sense for a guy like Derek Brown, who I think they would like a lot, would make a lot of sense in taking a defensive lineman makes more sense than taking a corner. Um, I do think that there's, in my opinion, they've got similar grades. I think it makes an awful lot of sense to me if they would go in that direction. But I do think they feel like they've got a few options on the defensive side of potential impact players, and I do think getting some extra picks if somebody wanted to move up for the quarterback is what they would like to do the most. And let me tell you right now what's going on around the league um, today, and, and and we had, again, our mock little session. But for the most part, everybody's kind of talking to folks around the league, getting into some trade talks, trying to come up with some different ways to approach things, uh, put some things in play in terms of trade, poss- trade possibilities. Uh, that's what's going on around the league right now. And you're going to get more and more of that. People are kind of finalizing everything in their draft room. But pretty much the haze in a barn with just a few little uh, minor details that you're checking through. Some free agent and transaction news today. Um, Seattle's re-signed tight end Jacob Hollister to a one-year $8.2 million contract. It's the value of a second-round tender. Uh, was given a restricted free agent um, a designation. 41 catches, throwing at 59 yards and three scores last season uh, following uh, the Achilles injury to Will Disley. But with Greg Olson now in Seattle and Disley re- uh, rehabbing, Hollister faces much more competition for snaps. He won't be a lock to make them um, the team even at this inflated salary. Uh, I'm hearing more Seahawk news in a second, but uh, a note that I'd made here to, to mention to you that Tevin Coleman is a veteran's name that has been brought up as a potential name to watch in the trade market. Signed a two-year deal with the Niners last offseason, so he's headed to the final year of his pack due to $4.8 million in salary and bonuses. They've got a glut of backs with most arts emergence, Matt Breida, Jarrett McKinnon, so it makes some sense. Don't know that they'd get a whole lot there. Not going to give them away, but it's somebody that could be had for the right price. They'd probably love to trade them, but I don't think there's a a, a very big market for them. There have been some other rumored guys on the roster that are on the trade market. There's nothing to that uh, in, in me checking in it. It's somebody that's pure speculative that's uh, not really very reliable and clued in in the league uh, discussions at this stage. Uh, the Seahawks re-signed Joey Hunt to a one-year $2.1 million contract. They also signed Khalil McKenzie, um, from the XFL, um, 6'5", 3'15", son of uh, Reggie McKenzie, uh, the good player that can be a rotational backup guy. Um, the 49ers uh, are definitely in trade discussions, they tell me, with Marquise Goodwin. Uh, the one guy that they've had action, uh, um, active trade discussions. But, uh, again, the D4, Jacoustie Tard, Quan Alexander are – are guys that they're not looking to move. But uh, Marquise Goodwin is definitely someone that they're looking uh, to move um, for the right price. John Lynch is hopeful that center Reston Richburg with a knee is going to be ready for training camp. They added Ben Garland on a one-year $805,000 contract this offseason as insurance in case Richburg didn't clear it. Um, But they feel he can play all five spots. He was – 
had pretty decent uh, pass blocking grades last year, uh, did Risberg. So they really could use him to be healthy. He's going to be 29 in June. Um, the Broncos are hoping that cornerback Bryce Callahan is going to be ready for training camp. 28-year-old, signed a lofty three-year, $21 million deal last offseason, but he didn't log a single snap with a season-ending foot injury, suffered no TAs. <clears throat> He'll default as the team's starting slot corner if he's cleared in time for camp. Also, they're in active negotiations in Denver uh, with franchise tag safety Justin Simmons, having to July 15th deadline to reach a long-term deal with him. Uh, as it stands, he's set to make uh, $12 million this upcoming season. Uh, in Jacksonville, they released Marquise Lee, 28 years old. Um, ended up tearing his ACL and missed all of the 18 season. Never been uh, exceptional as an athlete, um, but scheduled to make a, a $6.25 million salary in 20. We don't expect Lee to have a big market, but uh, he is someone that people will look at, particularly after the draft. Uh, running back Jeff Wilson signed his one-year tender and as an exclusive rights free agent. He'll make seven fifty. Doesn't have the negotiating rights, so 49ers will roll in with uh, with Wilson and Breida and Mostart and Coleman and McKinnon. So, again, there's got a plethora of guys that something's going to give and maybe trading one of those particularly. Well, it would be Coleman would be the one they'd look to trade if there was a market there. The Steelers signed Jerron Jones today. He's the ninth former XFL player that they've added to the roster. Uh, we'll see if any of them make it. Um, but they have obviously were very active and very studious in their evaluation of those players. Um, the Jets, Joe Douglas, general manager, said he'll reconnect with Jamal Adams after the draft on contract talks. Uh, they'd like to keep Jamal there for a long time. Former uh, number six overall pick in the 17 draft has really played well. Has, um, they want to keep him there, but I think the priority and all the talk, but they haven't negotiated. Look, you've got guys that can negotiate, but the negotiations can only go so far when the buck stops with the GM, and the GM right now needs to be focused on this Thursday's draft. So I don't look at that as, boy, something's really wrong. Let's see how this plays out down the road. Uh, the Browns have been actively trying to trade down in this draft, I'm told. I think they feel they've got some value at tackle. We'll see how this plays out. I don't know if the top four tackles, one of them, are going to be there. I think that uh, Ezra, um, the kid from uh, Boise State, um, would be really too high uh, to take in the first round. I don't see him, quite frankly, um, that high. I just don't see him as that good of a player. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how this plays out and see where it goes. Um, you know, they may have a, a see him a little bit differently, but I don't see Ezra Cleveland as a guy that I would take uh, in uh, in the first round. I don't see him as a David Bakhtiari type guy. I think they signed Jack Conklin. I think that's what uh, Cleveland is. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to take him that high. I don't see him as a blindside protector. Um the Jags are also looking at trade-up scenarios. It'll be interesting to see. Interested in a, a, um, a quarterback? Maybe they're interested in a corner. It'll be interesting. Um, the Niners are fielding calls on their 13th and 31st overall picks. They're open to deal one or both. We'll see how this plays out. They pull the trigger. The Niners don't have a second, third, or fourth pick, so they want to get more picks. So 
we'll see how this plays out and see if they're able to do it. Uh, the Bucks tell me they definitely want to get a complete running back who can catch the ball and compliment Tom Brady. Certainly has been real effective in using backs. And had his age and his arm strength-diminishing skills, they need an outlet not only at running back but at tight end that they can utilize. In the draft, somebody like Clyde Edwards-Alaire would be absolutely a perfect fit for him. The Raiders are definitely looking hard at these group of receivers. Uh, John Gruden loves C.D. Lamb. He loves Henry Ruggs as well. He loves Judy. But uh, C.D. Lamb may be the most complete guy, at least in his eyes. We'll see how that plays out. There are a couple of other receivers that I think he's interested in as well. Uh, expectedly, the Panthers have a strong, keen interest in Isaiah Simmons. Not only a great player, a versatile player. They lost Luke Keekley. Could he be a guy that's similar? Look at how Keekley just played so well in coverage for them. Uh, Simmons doesn't have the headhunting ability to play against the run quite as well, but certainly um, has the range and the cover ability to eradicate tight ends, uh, elite tight ends. Uh, makes a lot of sense, and the fact that it's a local guy doesn't hurt as well. Curious to see what the Chargers might do. I think they um, wouldn't rule out, you know, certainly quarterbacks in play, but wouldn't rule out um, offensive tackle there. That's been a spot that they've been looking hard and trying to rebuild that offensive line for a long time. I think that's in play uh, potentially, one of these offensive tackles. So we'll see how this plays out. Um Greg asks, got a couple questions we'll get to. Greg asks, do you think that Bruce Arians and Tom Brady will work well together and how will Bill Belichick do without him? Uh, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady will work well together. As I explained when this whole deal was taking place, this deal was done with the idea that Tom Brady was basically going to be able to do his thing. So this was planned for a while. Uh, Brady kind of sold Bruce and vice versa on how this would work. And Tom Brady's going to have a lot of latitude. So it's going to work well. Uh, Bill Belichick will do fine. I don't know if they're going to win Super Bowls. My guess is that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady won't win Super Bowls without one another. Why? I don't think Brady's going to win in a couple, the next couple of years. I don't think the Bucks are that type of team. Uh, and I don't know. I, I guess Belichick would have a better chance of winning a Super Bowl. Uh, but not soon. I mean, right now, without the the quarterback situation – what it is the Patriots are not a Super Bowl contender so um, listen I think both will do fine but I don't think I think the days of winning Super Bowls are over for both Brady and Belichick but I guess down the road if Belichick finds a quarterback then uh, certainly that potentially changes he's going to have a longer coaching career than Brady's going to have playing I would think uh, Nick asks, uh, who would you say are the best coaches in the NFL at coaching the coaches and developing young coaches for future success? Well, that's Bill Belichick. Um, there's not even anybody close to Bill Belichick at doing that, um, pure and simple. I think Andy Reid does a good job. I think Pete Carroll does a good job as well. Um, Nick asks, how important is the Wonderlick test score when evaluating a player during the draft evaluating process? It's important. The Wonderlick test helps to ascertain a player's ability to read, comprehend, and answer quickly. In a 12-minute setting, they've got to answer as many questions out of 50 as they can, see how many they can get right. So it's the ability to read quickly, ascertain, and answer and think through. 
It doesn't tell you how smart it is. It's not an IQ test. Um, there are different ways that people learn. I've had uh, players who I've read the questions to in a Wonderlick, and they score quite a bit higher. Um, players sometimes and people just learn a little bit differently. The Wonderlick test is not the be-all, the end-all. There again, people who comment on it, report on it, and say this and that, it means this. People that don't know a darn thing about what it is and why we do it. We do it because it helps us to understand what type of learning skills a player has. A player's ability to learn a certain way is important. you got to know how to teach a player. Coaching is teaching, and knowing how you need to teach a player is extremely important. So it is important, but often misunderstood as to how we use it. How do teams view a draft prospect who has a learning difference such as ADHD or dyslexia? Does it help or hurt a prospect during the draft process? Uh, there are a lot of players that have dyslexia issues, um, ADD issues. Um, all of those things are, are are issues, but they go to how you teach a guy. There are a lot of guys who dyslexic, maybe don't read very well. Some of them are wearing, you know, gold jackets in the Hall of Fame. So there are different ways you can teach, and again, it's why we do all these things to learn better on how to approach the teaching process. It's not a, this test, this drill, is the be-all to end-all to eliminate a player's career or to make or break a player's career, but to ascertain, again, how you need to teach them. It does have an effect. Learning things, there are a lot of other things besides just those two that we go through and study, and we just have to figure out what it is that we're dealing with. Uh, if it is an issue and we investigate it, uh, it, it can become an issue, and you may avoid a player. It may be a difference in a tiebreaker on whether you take player A or player B. If they're graded the same and all else is equal, that might be one thing that may stir you in in favor of one versus the other. However, it's not a killer. Not at all. Uh, how do coaching staffs determine who wears a headset? Well, <clears throat> in, uh, in both college and the NFL, first of all, there's a limit in college. How many guys can wear a headset? That's a rule. Uh, the NFL, basically all the position coaches, all the coordinators have a headset. Um, you've got people up in the booth. The quality control guys are there. So all of your coaches um, wear a headset. Uh, some of the support staff in college do not because there's a limitation there. Uh, the philosophy is you want to have enough eyeballs up in the booth relaying information. You want to have the right amount of guys on the field. You want your offensive line coach um, on the field, coaching your offensive line, really important. Um, your quarterback coach may or may not be up in the booth. Usually your running back coach, your receiver coach, you're split between being on the field. One of them usually is going to handle personnel substitutions, so have to be on the field. But you're going to have the, the proper amount of offensive and defensive staff in the booth relaying information and a um, certain amount of guys on the field relaying, uh, receiving the information and, uh, and, and, and working accordingly at that end. But pretty simple there. Uh, you, you decide among the staff, coordinators, how you want to communicate and deal with things and who's better fit on the field and who's better fit. Some guys are really good in the booth and, and seeing things. Other guys are not as good. If you don't have – 
real good eyes for what you're seeing and making adjustments in the booth, then you're better off being on the field. Though it's something that just experience and you work through a little bit through practice and you work, uh, if it's a new staff, you um, you kind of you kind of trial and error, and you do some things in practice to help kind of get a feel for what's the best way. Uh, normally, if you're a returning staff, you pretty much go with what you've done. But sometimes you'll see a quarterback coach that a offensive coordinator prefers to be up in the booth. But then at times he feels like with certain quarterbacks he wants to be down on the field to relay information. But, you know, it really depends upon who you got down on the field and how well they're relaying information. All of that's factored in to determine who's down and who's up on all of that. So good questions there, Nick and Greg, adding to the show. We appreciate it. If you got a question, send it to me at uh, contactchrisonlandryfootball.com. Want a reminder again, take advantage of the scouting season offer at landryfootball.com. Get the draft boards, get the scouting reports, get the free agent boards, get the scouting reports there. The recruiting, all the detailed background information. We're going to have pick by pick, well, each team's pick and signing evaluated for you. Um, we've got it all covered. Uh, the whole process, uh, certainly bringing the information from a coaching and scouting perspective of over 30 years in the league so we can provide you something others can't. And so we want you to take advantage of that for less than $5 a month. We think you'll absolutely love it. The people that that uh, that do just love it and stay with us because it adds to their enjoyment and their learning process um, of the game. And we provide a lot of information. We hope to do that here on this podcast, but there's so much more information that we can't get to on this podcast that we can provide to you over at LandryFootball.com. So there again, we really encourage you to combine listening to this, these, this podcast and the college podcast each and every weekday to also uh, listening to our, and checking out what we got for you at LandryFootball.com. And you can do that by signing up for Landry Football's conference call. If we can help promote your business, contact us at uh, contact Chris at LandryFootball.com. And uh, certainly we encourage you to check in with our folks at 401k Generation. Learn more about them at LandryFootball.com. Click under the left side, 401k Generation, and learn more about what they do. Uh, they're licensed in all 50 states, so they can help you regardless where you listen to this podcast. Uh, any questions on money management, investments, they are the experts. They can give you your financial checkup today. Make sure that you're on top of things, particularly in this market. And you can do that by giving them a call or a text. No obligation. Maybe you got somebody you're working with. No problem. Get a second opinion. If you're not working with someone, get a first opinion. Give them a call. Give them a text at 1-866-998-5879. 1-866-998-5879. Or reach out to them um, on their website. And, again, you can find that website uh through our website at LandryFootball.com, 401k Generation, down just a little bit on the left side. Hey, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, Reminder again to check us out on the College Football Show. Uh, Today it's ACC Football and Beyond. On Wednesday it's Big uh, Big Ten Football and Beyond. And uh, remind us, uh, remind you to join us tomorrow on another edition of the Pro Football Show. Um, Send me your questions. Contact Chris at LandryFootball.com. We'll get into all the latest uh, news, notes, nuggets around the draft, getting you close, 
Uh, got everything up on LandryFootball.com that you could possibly want for the draft. So it's like you're an owner and you've got access to a pro personnel department for less than a magazine subscription. Can't do any more for you than that. No one can do that for you. So check us out at LandryFootball.com today. Appreciate you joining us and join us again tomorrow for another edition of the Pro Football Show, part of the Landry Football Podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.